Hello, my lovely ladies and menstruators alike. Welcome to the eighth episode of the She Eats podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about reverse dieting, what that means, how do you know if you need to undertake a reverse diet, and the ways you can go about that. I was talking about reverse dieting in the community the other day, and I realized some of the women did not know what this was. And I realized this is a massive issue because this is one of the cornerstones inside of She Eats. I don't know a single woman who hasn't tried a diet and the majority of them are now struggling with any diet they try, can't seem to lose the weight. So a reverse diet is often a huge part of the protocol for anyone inside of She Eats. I do want to add the disclaimer that I am not a medical doctor, so please do seek medical advice before starting or stopping any medication or routine. Now, without further ado, let's dive into it because this is extremely exciting. If you've heard my story, this is what took me from surviving to thriving. This is what takes so many of my ladies from surviving to thriving, from being cold and moody and having brain fog and horrible sleep and tons of anxiety and fearing food to healing their relationship with food, being able to enjoy those times with friends and family, not miss out, set the example for their daughters that they want to, to not restrict food and to be able to enjoy things in moderation. So what is a reverse diet? A reverse diet in short is when we return our body to homeostasis after being in a diet. Typically that is a caloric deficit, high intensity or high volume of working out, whatever that looked like for you as you came down in body fat, as you came down in weight. And what you might've noticed at the end of that is at some point in time, continuing to lose weight plateaued, your energy was down, maybe your hair, skin, and nails, or was a little bit drier, more brittle. You might've had trouble sleeping, finding yourself obsessing over food. Or if you're like me and you took it to a very far extreme of anorexia, or any of the other eating disorders, disordered eating patterns, you find yourself in extreme restriction and really very sick. So hopefully you haven't made it to that point, but you may be at the point of frustrated and confused why every single diet you try isn't working, the scale isn't budging, Maybe you feel like you're actually gaining weight and getting a little bit fatter and you're just at your wit's end. This is a good indicator that you may need to go on a reverse diet. You may need to restore your body to homeostasis where your hair, skin, and nails feel amazing, where your energy is high, where you're not obsessing over food all the time, where you're not hungry all the time, when you're not eating 1,200 calories and gaining weight. So these things are called biofeedback. And this is when you really know that you've returned to homeostasis, not just that you've increased your calories, but that your stress is controlled, your energy is normal, your sex drive is normal. If you're still cycling, your cycle is normal. And then we get into those things like your sleep patterns, the hair, skin, and nail health, your gut health, as well as a multitude of other signals. So I kind of already touched on it, but who needs to undertake a reverse diet? If you have chronically dieted, you probably need to do a reverse diet. If everything you try to lose weight is not working, you probably need to do a reverse diet. If you have lost your menstrual cycle, you absolutely need to do a reverse diet. And if you just want to change your relationship with food, if you are stuck at these low calories or you are currently in a diet and you've plateaued, you need to do a reverse diet. So what does a reverse diet look like? There are some major aspects of a reverse diet. One is stress mitigation, bringing down your stress levels, 
whether that is from overexercising, from work, just from life stresses, you have to bring your stress down and let your body know that it is safe. Next is going to be returning to caloric maintenance. So an easy way to find that ballpark, take your weight, times it by 11 or 12. That's close to your BMR, your maintenance calories without you doing a bunch of exercise. If you're a high exerciser, which again, during this time, we are bringing down that exercise. We'll talk about resistance training in just a little bit, but we are bringing down that high intensity exercise, those long bouts of cardio. But if you are doing that, let's say you're training for a sport, you're going to want to bring that number up a little bit higher, or there's calculators online like Myers-Briggs is a fantastic one. You can go plug your information into and find out ballpark where your metabolism should be. Now, the next thing you need to do, you probably know if you are a chronic dieter where your calories are at, but let's say you don't. For the next one to two weeks, you are going to track your calories everything you put in your mouth, because we want an accurate number here and don't change anything over these next two weeks. Eat exactly how you always do, because we want to know realistically where you truly are. So let's say you are at that 1200 calories that so many women have been told, this is how you lose weight is you do the high intensity cardio exercises, burn the 600 to thousand calorie workouts, and you eat 1200 calories. Don't you dare touch a carb. And this is how you're going to lose weight. So let's say you're at that 1200 calories. Um, you haven't been eating carbs, which we will talk about how that boosts your metabolism a little bit. So we are going to bring those carbs up, but you're at the 1200 calories. There are three ways you can go about this. Once we've addressed the stress, which inside of stress, we do need optimal recovery. So making sure that your sleep is on point just because you stop working out and we bring up your calories, but you're only sleeping four hours a night, your body is still not going to restore. So sleep is a big aspect here. Now with the calories. We can either be conservative, take a moderate approach, or be very aggressive in our approach. If we're going a conservative route, this is going to most typically lead to the least amount of weight gain. So it is definitely the most mentally easy, but it does delay how quickly you will restore. So with the conservative route, we are going to increase the calories by 50 to 100 calories every week. And we're going to see how your body responds. Hopefully you are a hyper adapter and your body is like, yes, we are getting food. We can use this and we won't see anything change on the scale. Just after three, four weeks, all of a sudden your energy is up. You're feeling amazing. Things are headed in the restoring direction. Now, let's say you don't want to take 20 weeks to get to that restored place because it can take that long or even longer. It really depends on you. How long your last diet was? Are you a chronic dieter? For as long as it took you to get into this place, it might take you just as long to get out. So if you want to make that go a little bit faster and you are mentally okay with maybe gaining a little bit of fat, gaining some weight, taking a more moderate approach might be right for you. And sometimes gaining that fat is exactly what your body needs. As a woman, if you've been sitting at 6% body fat, you probably are not producing hormones. And it might take getting up to 20, 22, 25% body fat for your body to go, okay, we're safe. We can make another life. Let's turn this process back on. So with a moderate approach, we're going to increase your calories more at like 200 to 300 calories per week. So again, if you're at that 1200, the first week we might bump you to 14, see how your body responds, see how you respond. Then we might try to take you up to 16 the next week, up to 18, up to 2000 and up until we get to where your metabolism should be. And again, hopefully you're a hyper responder and your body is amped on all of this 
nutrients and fuel it's getting and it uses it right up and it starts to build some muscle and put on some healthy fat. Turn those hormone processes back on, let you expend more energy. All of a sudden your needs, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis might increase. Those are things like talking with your hands, tapping your foot, moving your fingers, which we've actually seen to account for a much larger portion of the metabolism than one thought. So the last direction you might go with your reverse diet is going to be a very aggressive reverse. And what this looks like is going straight to maintenance calories. And this can be very mentally difficult for people. Depending on the deficit, you might cut that into two. You might go halfway to maintenance and then go the rest of the way to maintenance. You will see the most weight gain with this approach, but you will see the time it takes to restore be dramatically less than the conservative approach. Again, with all three of these, that is barring that your stress is being controlled, that you are getting enough sleep and that you're getting quality nutrients. You're healing your gut so that your body can absorb those nutrients. Personally, for me, I would say that my reverse started very conservatively. Um, I was slowly but surely increasing my calories, but my training was still insanely high. Then I was forced into taking a break from training, which was very mentally difficult, but I tried to keep my calories up. And then I decided to go all in and really jumped those calories up seemingly overnight. I did have some weight gain, but it has quickly turned into muscle. I have a lot more muscle than I used to. I definitely have more fat than I did, but I know my body needed to go up in that percent. I had been at a very low percent for quite some time. Um, the last time I did a bod pod, I was 17% and I probably maintained that for at least 10 plus years. And then really what kicked me into having to go into the aggressive reverse was when I dropped down to more about a 10% range. Now I mentioned the resistance training and so I want to jump back to that and everything else we can be doing around this calorie increase. So let's say that you have got your stress under control. You are sleeping seven to eight quality hours a night. You're really working on your gut health. You've picked either a conservative, moderate, or aggressive route when it comes to your calories. What else can you do? I know for people like me, no exercise was going to be near impossible. And the beauty is maybe take one to two weeks to really rest, to do a lot of mobility, but then we can add in resistance training because what this is going to do is send a muscle building signal to your body that, hey, it's okay to build. Our life is maintaining. We are not paring down muscle. We are in a safe place with plenty of nutrients. We're not running from lions anymore. The village is not being attacked. We do not have to be on high alert. We can sleep. We can repair. We can restore. Things are good. So resistance training is going to help send that signal. So it's going to accelerate this reverse process. Now, this does not mean that you can go kill yourself in the gym and be like, oh, but I'm resistance training. Still has to be in moderation three days a week or just 20 minutes a day. We're not doing burpees. We're not doing crazy amounts of kettlebell swings, jumping jacks, running in place, getting on the treadmill afterwards, getting on the Stairmaster afterwards. We are purely going in and trying to build strength. And this will not only send muscle building signals, but the potential that your bones are damaged after chronic dieting and chronically restricting calories. And especially if you haven't been getting your cycle, is very high. And so doing this resistance training, putting those bones under the load of the muscles pull will help to strengthen your bones and reverse any damage done and any potential of osteopenia and osteoporosis. 
So how do we know when we've officially gone from surviving to thriving? We have restored and re-earned the right to lose fat. Because I'm going to sidebar here for a second. There's a reason I say lose fat and not lose weight. Muscle weighs more than fat. Having muscle is going to give you that tone look that you've been looking for. So I really want to stress that it is the right to lose fat and we need to stop paying attention to the number on the scale. Every single time a client comes on with me, I send them a tape measure because looking at waist circumference, leg circumference, neck circumference tells us so much more about your health status than a number on the scale does. Yeah, it's a data point and it's good for us to know the trend of what's going on, but how you look in the mirror, the energy you have, how you feel in your body means so much more than the number on that scale. So that's why I stress losing fat, not losing weight. So off that sidebar, back to how do we know that we have restored and we are officially thriving. I talked about homeostasis in the beginning. And so when we have everything on point that we've been talking about, your energy should be back up. Your sex drive should be back. You shouldn't feel so anxious anymore. You shouldn't be obsessing over food. You shouldn't be chronically hungry. Your hair, skin, and nails shouldn't be dry and brittle. Your gut should be working properly. You shouldn't be cold all the time. What you should be is full of life and energy and vibrant and excited and feeling safe and comfortable around food and able to enjoy life's moments and being able to enjoy the people you're with more than worrying about what food you're going to eat tonight. Because when you've built a strong body, you've restored your metabolism, those few times out won't matter. Those holidays won't have as much weight gain fear behind them anymore because your body will be prepared to handle it and you will be in tune with your body. You'll be able to eat to satiety and go, no, I'm good now. And so it is just such a beautiful process. I want to talk about my journey with it a little bit so that it might resonate with anybody out there and put in to perspective that I understand that this can be really scary. I've been there. And I also want you to know that it works because I've done it. And I've helped other women do it. So I don't want to go all the way back in my story. If you haven't listened to the first episode, go take a listen. I will try to synopse it. But in 2012, I went from 160 pounds, very strong, into boot camp down to 130 pounds. I was praised for this. I loved being small then because at 5'8", I was always bigger than all my friends, always trying to be smaller and fit in and be the same numbers they were. Then I was obsessed with staying at that number. I had lost my period, thought this was amazing, did not understand then the repercussions of that. I got into half marathons, turned out I was really good at that. So I had the perfect cover to get smaller and smaller and smaller because as I got smaller, I was getting faster. Sometime we can talk about how there will eventually be a trade-off and there was because my body started breaking down At 113 pounds, the Marine Corps said, enough of this, gain weight or get out. So I reluctantly gained weight to 125, which was my minimum. Nothing was restored at this point. I was still extremely anxious. I was super cold, so much so that I legitimately remember, I live in California. There's no cold days here, but I felt like I was going to die. And I got in my shower and turned the water on because no amount of blankets was going to be enough. And so I just turned the water as hot as it could possibly be. So cold all the time, skin was insanely dry, 
maybe eating 800, 1200 calories. It was awful. Slowly but surely started increasing my calories with the help of some really good friends. And I would say officially, really consciously started a reverse, not until really 2019. At this point, I was eating 16 to 1800 calories, which for the amount of training I was doing really should have been like 3,500. And so slowly but surely, I started creeping that up. If I trained more, I'd let myself touch the 2000s, but then I'd get scared and drop that right back down until one fateful day when my body said, we're done. We've had enough and everything crashed. I was forced into taking a training break and I really started addressing, okay, let's go all in because I'm tired of feeling like this. My doctors tried to put me on hormones. That was a disaster. My body did not respond well to that. And so that's when I started diving deep into the science of how to restore everything naturally and decided, all right, we're going all in. Let's do this. I jumped my calories up to 2,200, but here's the kicker. I was still highly stressed. I was sleeping maybe six hours a night and I was still training my butt off. As my injuries healed, I would ramp that up even more. So my body started to restore. My energy returned. My sex drive was returning. It was fantastic. I got my period, but things were still irregular because I would let my stress get really, really high. And so my body would say, all right, peace. I guess we're back in some like really craziness right now. And so then I said, okay, fine. I cannot personally defy science. I have to follow what I am telling my clients as well. So I made it a point to sleep eight hours a night. I made it a point to work on breath work. And when I start to get overstressed to make myself realize that, pause, is this serving me? Is this going to help my body continue to restore and keep the state it's at? Or is it going to send me back the other direction? And ladies, let me tell you, that has been one of the most freeing, productive, energy-saving things I have ever done. Instead of spending 30 minutes being flustered about something that didn't go right, I'm able to stay clear-minded. I don't feel so drained afterwards. I'm able to just keep going with my day. And sometimes it actually produces more ideas and ways to move me forward. Now, I'm absolutely not perfect at this. It takes a ton of work, but it has absolutely been the missing key to personally my reverse. I have one client where it's like, no, stress is not a thing. We're good. And it's just the calories. We just have to bring the calories up. We just love to let her body know that it's the nutrients that are missing. I have another lady that has sleep dialed in, but we have to work on some of the stress of work. And we have to continue to slowly bring those calories up. And she's fine with taking the conservative route. And that's great. So everybody's journey through reverse is unique. And that's why I want to share that with you. So ladies, if this is you, if you have chronically dieted, if you were tired all the time, if you feel like nothing you try to lose weight will work, then I highly encourage you to consider a reverse diet and looking at those aspects of stress, sleep, gut health, and getting your body back to maintenance calories. When you do those four things and you get those all in check, you will go from surviving to thriving. You will regain the right to lose fat and you will never have to fear food again or miss out on any of the holidays or times with friends. Ladies, if this helps you out or you resonate with this, please like and subscribe and then share with your friends. I'm on a mission to help a million women and I cannot do it alone. I have created this podcast to help me spread this message, and I'm calling on you to please help me do that. If you are not a part of the She Eats community, I will link that in the show notes. And until next time, she lives, she loves, and she eats.